Yes. Now it is. Good morning, Booker Tov. Help yourself to some coffee and some donuts. Special thanks to Jeffrey Gelbar, sponsor of the 10 Minutes of Meaning series for the year. Memory of Mishul Mendovich Baz David Avner Ben Avram Akoin. We greatly appreciate. Also, as you know, our BRS Global campaign is in full swing. If you are a BRS member, do nothing. You do your part already. If you're not a BRS member and you benefit from our writings, our classes, our programs, you watch, you listen, or you daven here, enjoy a cup of coffee or donut, please do your part at brsonline.org slash global. Okay, we are Mrs. Sharon Perak Yutes. We are learning about the Ramchal's famous formula for how to be a better or best version of ourselves. Nathan is in the house. How to learn, how to grow, how to improve, how to never be stagnant, never be apathetic, never be indifferent, never think we've arrived, but constantly be on a trajectory of growth, always improving, always journeying, always learning, always advancing. We talked about it begins with Zahiros, with mindfulness, not mindlessly coasting through life, but mindfully being present in all that we do. Zrizus, alacrity, zeal, passion, and all the other midos that have led us up to chasidus. Chasidus, again, is not about what clothing you wear. Chasidus is not about what sect you belong to. Chasidus is about piety, going above and beyond. The Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato defines it. The chasid is not satisfied with good, but the chasid strives for great. Chasid is not satisfied with it's good enough, but rather strives for greatness in each and every area. And now we continue. So we talked about it in the realm of Yira. There's a fear of punishment. If we don't do the right things, we'll pay the piper. There's accountability. There are consequences. Hashem has expectations of us. Hashem holds us accountable. There are consequences to the decisions we make, to the actions that we take. So on the one hand, there's a Yira Saonesh. We have to be mindful of the fear. We have to live with a sense of awe, a sense of fear that we are accountable for our actions. You know, we live in a world that stresses, just be happy. Do whatever you want that makes you happy. And so Hashem's rules feel negotiable. And I can't tell you how often I hear someone say, doesn't God want me to be happy? Doesn't he want me to be happy? Well, that definition of Shabbos, that doesn't make me happy. So the answer is Hashem does want you to be happy and He knows better for you what will lead to your happiness than you do. And He gave us the magic winning formula as the designer, as the programmer, as the creator of this universe and all in it, including us, He knows. So we are accountable, there are consequences. It's not negotiable. It's not all or nothing. A person could be on a path of growth. It's not everything or don't bother doing anything, but we have to live with a sense that there's accountability and consequences. But then we move over from the Yira Saonesh fear to Yira Saromimus, a sense of awe. Shem is amazing. Awe. He's great. I'm filled with a sense of awe when I look around the universe. We've been talking about in Siddur snippets. Vinora. We're up to Vyatsav and Nachan Vakaim Vyashar following Shema. And one of the words is Vinora. Shem is awesome. Amalek will read the Shabbos Parsha Zachor. Amalek's whole attitude, Amalek's whole approach. A malik in each and every one of us tries us to get us to say, not that that's awesome, but that's eh, no big deal, doesn't impress me, nothing impresses me. But we, Rafutner says, don't have the koach hachilul, we don't undermine and question and cynically challenge everything, we have the koach hahilul, halel. We say with everything, wow, that's amazing. Those clouds and that tree, that leaf, and certainly those people, I'm in awe of Hashem's world and everything in it. And I sing praises to him. So all of that's Yira. Now we move over to Ava. So Ramchal says, Ava, love, are three things. Hadvekos, Vasimcha, 
ve'akinah. Clinging to God, joy, and kina. Kina here doesn't mean jealousy or envy. Kina means zeal, zealousness. Not zealousness that you go and kill somebody who you don't think is acting the way you want them to act. Not that kind of a kanoi. But a kanoi, a zeal, means that there's a passion. So many people are dispassionate. They're disengaged from their Judaism. We'll get to it. That's the third expression of love. I'll give you a little preview to it. There's a little contrast. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. But two sides of our building. The Sephardic minion in the other end of the building, our beautiful Sephardi based medrash, and we Ashkenazim. In the Sephardic minion, if somebody stands up and uses the wrong tune, a fight could break out. Chairs could go flying through the air. And I say that not negatively or to disparage, although obviously that's not the ideal way to communicate. I say there's an incredible passion. Here the Ashkenazim say, yeah, whatever tune you want, just get me out of here. I don't really care what tune you use. I don't care which words you skipped. I don't care which version of Torah you said. Just can we finish already? Can I get to the Kiddush? Can I get out of here? So there's a zealousness and a zeal. There's a passion for your customs and for your tradition and for our sacred Torah, which is admirable. It has to be expressed appropriately and peacefully. But there's an, there's an admiration. So I say that not disparagingly. We have some Sardim who've infiltrated here. But I say that... I say that with tremendous admiration and frankly some envy. I wish we could get some passion. I wish we had some zealousness. I wish occasionally a chair would fly not at anyone's head, but you know, just towards an empty direction that come on, what do you mean we skip Tachanun? I want to say Tachanun. Where's our kinna? Where's our passion? We'll come back to it. So it starts these three-pronged approach to passion, to love of Hashem. The love of Hashem is expressed in these three ways. The first one is Dvekus. Says the Ramchal, what is Dvekus? We have a mitzvah in the Torah. We, re- we reference Dvekus on a regular basis. We use the word Dvekus. What does the word Dvekus mean? To cling, to cleave to Hashem. What does that mean? He's up there, I'm down here. He's infinite, he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, I'm finite, I'm mere mortal. What does it mean for me to cling to him? What does that look like? How do I do it? It means that you're so in love and you're so attached and you're so connected to Him, so completely connected to Hashem, that there no longer are any personal aspirations, personal considerations, even a personal awareness. Personal awareness. Someone is so clinging, so cleaving to the other. And this is the example, the metaphor that King Shlomo said, that says, A beloved gazelle full of favor will satiate you at all times. understands what does that mean, that Pasuk. Rebelazim and Padas was sitting and studying in the lower marketplace of Tzipori. Have you ever been to Tzipori? You could go to Tzipori today in Israel, the north of Israel. It's incredible. It's where many of our Tanah, many of our sages lived. It's where the Mishnah of Yudah Nasi himself lived. Maybe where the Mishnah was authored. You could go to, for example, they have in the museum in Tzipori, they have the, what's it called, the lintel, the, what goes over the doorpost? of Rav Lazar HaKafar. It has his name engraved and it basically says, welcome to the base Medrash. We say Belkraton Synagogue, Rand Sanctuary. It says Rav Lazar HaKafar. It's amazing. It's amazing. So in Sipori, it was in the bottom uh, marketplace in Sipori. Ustino Muta Bashuk Elyon Shel Sipori. 
He was in the lower marketplace, and his overcoat was in the upper marketplace. You know, Rav Soloveitchik didn't drive. I don't know this firsthand, but they say the story, the reason Rav Soloveitchik didn't drive, he once tried to drive. He got his license. His mind was always holding in a Rambam in a Tosfa somewhere that it was dangerous for him to drive. He lacked total awareness that he was behind a wheel with a gas pedal and driving a potential weapon of mass destruction. You could end up in a ditch on the side of the road. They had to take the keys away. Some people, they take the keys away because we age. We forget where we are. But some people are so dovic to Hashem that it's dangerous for them to be supposedly doing something else. That's the level. Again, this is not the first chapter of Mesil Sasharim. This is what we strive and we build and we grow and we try to get to the place that we can achieve, to that level of advekus, to that level, that place of advekus that we can cling to Hashem in that way and in that manner. But that's what it was saying about Rabbi Lazar ben Padas. He was in the lower market, his coat was in the upper market. You know, he was driving, the door was open, the gas tank was still open, the trunk was open. He was so connected to Hashem, there was nothing else. Lahavdil, you see, I've been giving you this example, but that couple who are in love, whether they're newlyweds, just got married, or it's in the courtship and they can't wait, and they're so absolutely and utterly nauseating to be around, and they could have such a dvekas, they're so clinging, connected, they're so consumed and obsessed with one another that they have an utter lack of awareness of everything else happening around them. They could step on a nail going through their foot, they're bleeding profusely, but they're so in love, they have no idea. And that's what we're meant to try to feel with Hashem. He's with me everywhere and at all times. He's informing and inspiring me, His presence is felt by me. I feel His loving embrace, His arm around my shoulder. And therefore, there is no self-awareness, there is no self-interest. It's all about how can I serve Him? How can I be marbek vod shemayim? How can I advance Hashem's will in this world? Lahavdil again, you know, you have sports fanatics who are so over extremely um, obsessed with a certain player or team, it like consumes everything about them. They can actually lose out on business deals or work or other opportunities in life or their marriage or their relationships because they're so consumed by something that's all they think about. It's all they tweet about, it's all they text about, it's all they read about, it's all they talk about. And they're so consumed and connected and cleaving to that other thing that they have no other personal awareness for their own benefit. So again, lahavdil, 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 we can and we should strive for that with Hashem. You know, so obsumed, so obsessed and consumed and so connected that that's all we think about. The Yerushalmi says, Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, Gemar tells the story of Hanina ben Dosa. He was standing, he was davening. Some of you just finished davening, some of you are about to davening. But imagine, he was davening with such intensity that a poisonous creature came up to him and bit him. But he didn't interrupt his tefillah. So Amr lo tamidav Rabbeinu. said, not in a little iguana outside, not a little lizard. A poisonous snake wrapped itself around his leg and it was poisonous. Said Rabbeinu, lo hirgashta? Did you not realize that there was a poisonous snake wrapped around your leg? Do you understand the potentially lethal consequence that your life is in danger? Amr Laham, he said, yavo alai, mitoch shayalibi machavim etfilo, lo hirgashti. He said, I swear, I was so lost in my davening, I didn't feel anything. I had no idea, I had no clue. I was in such a meditative state. I was in such a trance in communion and conversation with Hashem. I had no idea. Now, that can be dangerous. If a poisonous snake is wound around your ankle, Torah, of course, says preserving your life supersedes 
everything, including a conversation with Hashem. He wants you to take care of yourself. We're not suggesting we should get to the level that we endanger ourselves. Don't daven on the top of a crane, you know, where you're going to lose yourself and fall off a balcony or a building, chas v'shalom. However, it is a level that we can strive for. So we've begun the first form of, first expression of ava, of love, is tveikas, to cling, to cleave, to be so obsessed, so consumed, so taken by Hashem, that we're not even aware of our own interests and we're not consumed with our own identity. It is subsumed under the pursuit of Hashem. Living with Amun 845, behind the Bima, Marathon Staff Edition tonight at 9 p.m. If you're not a member yet of the global community, non-BRS members, and you enjoy davening in our shul, coffee and donuts, enjoy our classes and programs, brsonline.org slash global. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy. Have a fantastic day.